I ran out of that grave. Oh, what a glorious day. One minute till 7 o'clock on this Monday morning. You're listening to the Community Prayer Time Network, your listener-supported online Christian radio. Together, we still believe that God answers prayer. Here's Baylor Wilson. That's a new one from Baylor Wilson here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Two minutes past the hour on this Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend. Our good news today from God's Word, Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Here's Stand in Your Love. When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own when brokenness and pain is all I know, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear 
sing this out right here. Shame no longer has a place to hide. And I am not a captive to the lies. All right? I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand. Aren't you glad that fear doesn't stand a chance when we stand in his love? Our devotional today from Love Worth Finding, Dr. Adrian Rogers, the question, how will God respond to my sin? Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Dr. Rogers writes, you may be a righteous sinner, a moral sinner, a church member sinner, a fine upstanding sinner, or an educated sinner. But you are a sinner. The Bible says Jesus and Jesus alone is God's answer to man's sin. Without Jesus Christ, nothing can be done for your sin. With Jesus Christ, nothing else needs to be done. We must confess our sins and be willing to admit we're a sinner. We must believe Jesus is the only answer for our sin. We must believe he is the Savior. Dear friend, if today, by faith, you will admit that you are a sinner, then you are well on the road to being saved. If you offer God an alibi, an excuse for sin, you'll never be saved. 1 John 1 verse 7 says, The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. And where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Romans 5, verse 20. 
You must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Acts 16.31 Confess your sins, repent of them, and believe. Then though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they will be as wool. Isaiah 1 verse 18. Today I want to encourage you, my dear friend. I want to encourage you to repent. Turn to God. Do works meet for repentance. Repent. Believe. Believe on Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Receive. Receive Jesus today. Confess Him as Lord of your life. Submit to and yield to His Lordship. As Dr. Roger said years and years ago, Jesus is either Lord of all or He's not Lord at all. Take that truth today, share it with someone, and let them know that Jesus is the answer. Our prayer time coming up in just a few minutes. Text us on this Monday morning if we can join with you in prayer. The phone number to text 870-205-0600. Here's Ken Davis to lighten up the day. This is Lighten Up, brought to you by Compassion International, releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. Lighten Up is the gift of laughter to brighten your day. I'm Dr. Wes Stafford of Compassion, wondering what my good friend Ken Davis is doing at his hotel door in the middle of the night. Now these children do not know how long it takes old people to get back to sleep. <laughs> Have to drink some hot milk. Turn over nine, ten times. Finally, I'm asleep. And I am awakened this time by a knock on the door. I get up to go to the door, and my right arm has fallen asleep. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing that can happen to a human being, because your brain has not been notified. <laughs> your brain says to your arm, open the door. And your arm says, I don't live here anymore. <laughs> they foreclosed on me. <laughs> Tingle lives here now. <laughs> I couldn't open the door. I had to have my leg help my arm <laughs> to, to get it up to where I could open the door. I, I finally got the door open. And who's there? Teenagers, tell me who's there. That's right, nobody! <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha! I can hear him down at the end of the hall going, <laughs> did you see the man? His arm didn't work. <laughs> oh, the joys of youth. This is Ken Davis, lighten up and live. I'm Dr. Wes Stafford of Compassion International, encouraging you to lighten up. Let your face show it and live.
I can sing when I lose my step and fall down again. I can sing cause you pick me up, sing cause you're there. I can sing cause you hear me, Lord, when I call to you in prayer. I can sing with my Pastor Jeff Shreve with Real Hope. Are you frustrated today? Do you feel burned out and worn out? Has the Christian life become a heavy burden, a drudgery instead of a joy? If you're getting weary in doing good, then remember the principle of abiding found in John 15. Branches bear fruit not by sweating and straining and fretting and trying harder and harder to produce. They bear fruit simply by abiding in the vine. And as you and I abide in Jesus, keeping our lives in the light of his love and grace and holiness, we can enjoy our relationship with him as his life flows through us and brings us joy and peace and purpose. We can see God use us to do great and mighty things without the stress and pressure of, quote, having to make it happen, unquote. Hey, apart from him, we can do nothing. So quit trying and start trusting. And when you do, you'll experience real hope. Discover the real hope God has for you. Visit fromhisheart.org. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today we pray for Carol Perez, acting under Secretary of State for Operations at the Department of State. Her responsibilities include people, resources, budget, facilities, technology, and more. 1 Corinthians 3.8 reminds us of the importance of responsibility. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. Right now with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Carol Perez in her role at the State Department. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org.
Oh, thank you for joining with us on this Monday morning, our prayer time, our Monday morning prayer time here on the Community Prayer Time Network. If you have a prayer need, the number to text 870-205-0600. Got a lot of updates, a lot of different new prayer requests we want to join together in prayer for. Again, the phone number 870-205-0600. Waiting together to pray you say why do we pray well because together we believe that God answers prayer did you have a good weekend oh did you have good service over the weekend folks getting saved lives being changed marriages mended relationships mended broken homes put back together oh thank you Lord thank you Lord isn't God good I know one of our local churches here, Lighthouse Baptist Church in Melwood, they were able to meet yesterday, had a speaker from the organization that puts out Bibles, the Gideons, had a good time. Yesterday at First Baptist Lambrook, oh, we want to just rejoice and thank God for all that he's done. Oh, yes. Had a young lady, Miss Molly, eight years old, gave her life to Jesus. We're proud of her rejoicing. Last night, I took a new believer's packet over to the home. Their family's going to go through that and walk step by step, hand in hand with Jesus. Miss Melissa got baptized yesterday in the service. Had a lot of folks, a lot of folks in the service, some folks that may be lost and don't know Jesus as their Savior. Preach the message, are you almost a Christian or altogether a Christian? That's what Paul told Agrippa. He said, I would, I would much rather that all men were almost and altogether such as I am. Oh, Lord, we thank you on this Monday morning. Thank you for keeping us safe through the weekend. Thank you for taking good care of us. Lord, you never leave us, you never forsake us. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. The lily of the valley, the rose of shared, the bright and morning star, alpha, omega, beginning, the end, the first, the last. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Go before us today and help us to hear your Holy Spirit leading us. And Lord, as you come behind us, help us to hear your voice, saying this is the way, walk in it. Turn to the right, turn to the left, whithersoever thou must have us to go, Lord, help us to follow you. Lord, as we often put on the whole armor of God here on the Community Prayer Time Network, right now we agree together. Put it on the whole armor of God, our mind protected with the helmet of salvation. The enemy wants to discourage us, put us down, put thoughts of negativity in our minds false perception the enemy wants us to be clouded in our mind to forget the goodness of God Lord protect our minds today with the helmet of salvation I pray you protect our hearts today our pursuits our passions our yearnings our longings our love protect our heart today with the breastplate of righteousness may we love the Lord our God with all of our heart soul mind and strength help us to love our neighbor as ourself doing unto others 
as we'd have them do unto us. Lord, I pray today that you'd help us to take a stand upon the Word of God, to stand firm, having done all to stand without compromise. When we go to school, go to work, go to the doctor, oh, Lord, help us today. Having done all to stand with our loins girt about with truth, not opinion, not on the way we think or feel the way things should be, but, Lord, upon truth. Help us to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You said in Matthew 5, Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. For theirs is the kingdom of God. And Lord, today we pray. Help us to take the shield of faith. Not of fear, but faith. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Having done all to stand and having done all to pray. Help us to pray without ceasing in Jesus' name. Again, the phone number, 870-205-0600. This morning, we're praying for Mr. Larry Patton, Miss Linda Patton, a member of our church here at First Baptist Church of Lambrook, graduated to heaven on Friday, went home to be with Jesus. You pray for Mr. Larry. He's by himself. Of course, his sister is staying with him through the weekend and maybe over the next couple of days. But Mr. Larry is not able to take care of himself. So you pray for Mr. Larry. Pray that God would take care of this situation. Help us. We're going today to take care of the, all the arrangements. So you pray for him today. Pray for Pastor Jarvis Smith, Second Baptist Church, West Helena, Arkansas. First Lady Smith went home, graduated, and went home to be with Jesus. You pray for their family. Pray for God to work in their hearts and lives. Pray for this church. Pray for the church family. She's going to be greatly missed on this side of heaven. Lord, we ask you right now for these families that are hurting and grieving. Help them to find a safe place at the foot of the cross. Help them to find safety and strength and all that they need to draw from the work of your Holy Spirit as they come before your throne that they may obtain mercy. Pray for the Vondren family, Moro Baptist Church. She went home to be with Jesus. You pray for this family. Great needs in our community, in our association of churches, our church families. Lord, we lift these needs up to you. Moro's a, a small church, and she was a big, big part of everything I have ever been to at their church. She was always there. Every associational event that I've ever been to, she's always been there. Just a faithful, faithful member. You pray for them today. Pray for our friends down in Steenhatchee, Florida. Talk to Brother Paul. Folks are starting to go in and do some recovery from the flooding. All the flooding that's taken place, I know that they had about 300 to 350 homes that were flooded. I think about half that many permanent residents. So you pray. Pray God to continue to work in that situation that folks in the community would be 
united and strengthened together through this through this difficulty. Lord, help them today. Pray for our local churches. You got anything going on at your church that you say, hey, we need prayer. I tell you, we always need prayer. Pray for me. Pray for our pastors. Pray for our pastors' wives and deacons. and Pray for our ministry teams, different ministries. We've got a lot going on at our church, a lot of things behind the scenes going on. You pray. Pray God's will would be done to perfection. Wednesday night, the first Wednesday night of September, we're going to be starting our student groups meeting back together. Continue to pray for them. The first Sunday of September, two weeks away, we'll start our children's church back. And oh, you pray. We've got about 12 different volunteers that are going to be helping with that. Thank you, Lord, for your provision. Continue to pray for the Williamson family. Pray for Billy Johnny Williamson. Pray for his sister. I don't know what her last name is, but her brother, Gene, or her husband, Gene, Johnny's brother-in-law, was involved in a tragic accident, single vehicle accident last week, and he was, was killed in the moment. And we want you to pray. Pray for this need today, Lord. Strengthen Brother Johnny. Touch him. Help him today. Help him in Jesus' name. Well, I don't know if Miss Peggy and Mr. Floyd are listening this morning. But I saw where they had an anniversary. Oh, thank you, Lord, for that. Anniversary just at the end of last week. Maybe over the weekend. I don't remember all the details about it, but I'm rejoicing with them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, looking at the prayer wall, Love Worth Finding prayer wall, one of our ministry friends, we've got some new prayer requests that have come in. Aviana asking that she would no longer suffer from depression. We pray for Aviana today. Lord, we lift her up to you. Help her in Jesus' name. Pray for Charles, new investors in his business, and that all of Charles and Nita and Aaron's work would go smoothly. Lord, we thank you that you give folks gifts and talents and abilities to work. Lord, we pray for this situation, that you'd help them to be good stewards of your resources. Help them today in Jesus' name. A new prayer request, praise God. Please pray that God meets all the needs of our home and our house according to Philippians 4.19. Thanks and God bless. Lord, we ask you right now for this tangible need. Lord, all the physical needs, the financial needs involved in this home, Lord, I ask you to meet those needs today. As we were taught in the model prayer of Jesus, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give this family on this day their daily bread. Help them in Jesus' name. Anonymous request, my niece Julie is having surgery tomorrow to remove part of her lung due to cancer. 
She's she's 40-something years old. She's in her 40s. She has two young children. Praise the Lord, she is saved. Thank you, Lord, for that. Pray that she'll be able to get involved in a church. Lord, we pray right now for this niece named Julie. Pray that you'd help her today. Lord, draw her to yourself. Lord, I pray for the doctors and all the work and the care that's going to be done. Lord, that you'd help them today in Jesus' name. I was talking to Miss Peggy last week by text message, and she told me, Brother Dustin, she said, I can't help but just keep praying and thinking about the 90-year-old man we prayed for last week, battling with depression. He's a believer, battling with depression, and feels like he has no reason to live, ready to commit suicide. Well, we don't know who this individual is, but we're praying for him today. Lord, we ask you in Jesus' name, work in his life. Draw him to yourself today. Help him to sense your presence and know that you are near. Help him in Jesus' name. Pray for all of our local schools. Yesterday we had a special time of prayer over our local schools and students, staff, teachers, Instructional, non-instructional staff, transportation, food service workers. Help them today, Lord. Our teachers are facing challenges they've never had to walk through and experience before. But Lord, you're still on the throne. You're in control. The devil is not. Help our Christian teachers to have an effective witness today. A faithful witness Help them in Jesus' name. Pray for all of our first responders and military. Continue to pray for Jasper and Brent serving in the Marines. Sam, oh, I've seen a picture of Sam. I think he was graduating from one of the steps there in the Army. You pray for Sam today. Continue to pray for Max serving in the Air Force. Continue to pray for the recovery from his knee surgery. Pray for his wife and their little baby. Lord, help him today. Pray for Joey today, a paramedic. Lord, we pray for these needs. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters in the military, those that are making decisions today concerning the need in Afghanistan. Lord, help them today, please. Bring them back home safely. Lord, I pray right now for our brothers and sisters in Christ that are on the field as missionaries and as Christians. Lord, I pray for divine protection according to your will. Lord, we pray for your church to be strengthened. We ask you that you'd continue to give wisdom and understanding, direction, and guidance. Lord, we pray for our commander-in-chief. We pray for our president, President Joe Biden. Lord, we respect the office of president because you've called us to honor all men, to pray for all men. So, Lord, we pray for him today. We pray for his wife, Dr. Jill Biden. Lord, we pray for their greatest need the spiritual need in their life. 
Help them today. Lord, we pray for Vice President Kamala Harris. We pray for her husband, Doug, and their family, Lord, that you would work in their lives. And all those that are working alongside through the Biden administration and Congress, the Senate. Lord, we pray for all of these. We pray for the executive, the judicial, and the legislative branches of government. Lord, we pray for our local government, local school boards, and mayors, county commissioners. Lord, I pray right now for our state governor, Governor Hutchison. Lord, we pray for Governor DeSantis today for Florida. A lot of folks listening from Florida. Lord, we lift these governors up to you today. Lord, help us as Christians. Help our churches to make a difference. Help us in Jesus' name. Again, the number 870-205-0600. If you've got a prayer need, we're not going anywhere. We're going to stay right here. You know what we believe? We believe God answers prayer. Yeah, that's what we put on the the brand new Community Prayer Time t-shirt. It's got a graphic on the back. Many of you have placed your orders already. If you've not done that, I want to encourage you to get one of those t-shirts. It's got a really nice mountain graphic on the back of it. Wait on that mountain to move. And then on the front left pocket, on the front left chest, rather, it's got the logo. It says, God Answers prayer. Thank you, Lord, for that. Well, let's check in with Dr. Adrian Rogers today and hear this great devotional. We'll be right back right after this. From Love Worth Finding Ministries, here's pastor, teacher, and author Dr. Adrian Rogers with a treasure from the Word. Now, the thing I love about the Old Testament is the thing I love about the New Testament. The Old Testament and the New Testament both are the inspired Word of God. And don't get the idea that the Old Testament has a different message than the New Testament. All of the Bible is about Jesus. If you read the Bible and you don't find Jesus, you better go reread it, whether you're reading in the Old Testament or in the New Testament. Somebody may ask, have you read the four Gospels? I've read all 66. All 66 books in this Bible tell about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, has the same villain. His name is Satan. It has the same hero. His name is Jesus. It has the same purpose to present salvation that is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. For more about Love Worth Finding and Adrian Rogers, visit our website at lwf.org. And we want to say thank you to LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate and Title Company located in Perry, Florida, a ministry partner with the Community Prayer Time Network. You can visit them online at gulfbreezerealestate.net, prepared to meet all of your residential and commercial real estate needs. And you can visit them at 117 West Main Street in Perry. Also, thank you to Pop Pops Bait and Tackle. Thank you, Brian Blush, for your partnership with the Community Prayer Time Network. Got to spend the day with Brian on Friday. Of course, Brian was fishing the Big Catfish Tournament. 
and a lot of folks come in from town all around the world to fish right there on the Mississippi River and got to cover the bait shop for Brian enjoyed that thank you Brian for letting me do that and uh, that was a blessing to be able to do that for half of the day on Friday till I got the phone call about Miss Linda so you pray for Brian stop by Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle off of Highway 49 in Poplar Grove Arkansas well, our kids' devotional this morning, Keys for Kids. I look forward to this. My boys are headed to school right now. Just a little while ago, I got to step out and pray with them when we had a song going right before the prayer time, and uh, we prayed over them, prayed God would protect them, help them to grow in stature, wisdom, knowledge, and favor with God, favor with man. So, boys, if you're listening this morning, Daddy loves you. We're going to hear from Titus real quick. And then we'll have our Keys for Kids devotional. Here's what I want you to do, adults. Listen, you pray right now. You pray that during this devotional time that God would speak to their hearts. I don't know how many other kids are out there listening on this Monday morning. Uh, I don't know who all's listening this morning, but I can tell you, may the Word of God land and find a lodging place, and may it take root, and may it grow and flourish with much fruit here's titus and keys for kids right after that thank you for listening to the prayer time jesus loves y'all i'm not inviting ava over she made fun of my sweater yesterday all the other kids laughed at me oh no she shouldn't have done that i hope her words don't make you feel bitter Hi, I'm Zach. Welcome to a brand new week here at Keys for Kids. I've got great stories and scriptures just for you. Has someone ever said something really mean to you? Like they joked about your clothing or made fun of your hair? It hurts a lot when someone laughs at you. But if that happens, don't get bitter, get better. What I mean is, choose the better option of forgiving that other person. Do your best to follow the advice that's found in Ephesians 4, verses 31 and 32. It says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Our story today is called A Heavy Weight. Olivia waited eagerly for her cousin Meg to arrive with her new baby. They're here, she yelled as she looked out the window. After they had all admired the baby, Mom turned to Olivia. Why don't you run next door and invite Ava to come over? I remember hearing her say she wants to see the baby, too. Olivia shook her head. Ava and I aren't friends anymore. At school yesterday, she pointed at my sweater and said it looked like I was wearing a throw rug. The other kids all laughed. I was totally embarrassed. I'm sorry, said Mom. That wasn't a very nice thing for her to say. Well, we're done, said Olivia. I'm so mad at her. She quickly decided to change the subject. Are we going to have lunch soon, she asked. I'm hungry. Me too, said Meg. Want to hold Tommy while your mom and I fix lunch? Olivia eagerly took the baby. She cuddled and rocked him while lunch was being prepared. When he fell asleep, Olivia handed him to mom. It was fun to hold him, but he's getting really heavy now. Mom laughed. <laughs> you mean he gained weight since he got here? Olivia grinned. You know what I mean. My arms are getting tired, so he feels heavier. Hmm, murmured Mom. 
At first, holding Tommy didn't bother your arms at all, did it? No, said Olivia. At first, he felt really light. That reminds me of your problem with Ava. Because anger and bitterness work just like that, Mom said. It may seem normal to be angry at someone who's hurt you, but after carrying anger and bitterness around for a while, it starts to get very heavy. Jesus tells us to hand over our anger and bitterness to Him so He can replace those feelings with His love and forgiveness. Mom looked at Olivia as she rocked Tommy in her arms. I know what Ava said was hurtful, but don't let your anger destroy your friendship. Tell her how you feel and be willing to forgive her. Olivia looked at the sleeping baby, then at her mom. Okay, after lunch I'll go talk to Ava and see if she wants to come meet Tommy. So, what about you? Have you ever felt the heaviness of anger and bitterness in your heart? Whether you're on the giving or receiving end, anger and unforgiveness hurts. It weighs on both you and the person you're angry at. Jesus died for our sins and rose again so we could know His love and forgiveness and so we could show it to others. Give your anger and bitterness to Him and then trust Him to help you forgive those who have hurt you. Our key verses are Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. And our key thought for today, don't hang on to anger. If you have questions about today's Keys for Kids, you can start by asking your parents or a pastor, or you can also ask us. Visit keysforkids.org and click Contact Us. Then you can send your question, and we would love to help you grow more in your relationship with God. As always, I'm Zach. Thanks for listening to Keys for Kids. And Keys for Kids every weekday during the prayer time, morning programs, also at 3.30 Central Standard Time. Our devotional, it's 7.43 Central Standard Time. Our trivia question today. If you were to buy makeup that was inspired by a cereal brand, what would it be? If you were to buy makeup inspired by a particular cereal brand, what cereal brand would you want it to be like? So think about all the different favorite cereals that you like to enjoy. Maybe that midnight snack or early morning breakfast. I don't know. You let us know this morning if you had to buy makeup and you were looking for something inspired by a cereal brand. Which one would you purchase? 870-205-0600. Again, 870-205-0600 on this Monday morning, 744 Central Time. Have you ever stared down a mountain too tall to climb? No way to get over, no matter how hard you try. But somehow the Lord got you to the other side. Can I get a witness? Have you stood on the banks of the Red Sea, wrestling doubt? Cause it's too far to swim and too wide to get around But the good Lord brought you through walking on dry ground Oh, I wonder if we got anybody out there that likes Frosted Flakes. 
Yeah, Miss Kathy, good guest this morning. I think that'd be pale makeup, wouldn't it? I don't know, Frosted Flakes, they kind of got a good-looking tan to them too, don't they? Yeah, maybe you got that tan going on with a little bit of white. Frosted Flake makeup. Not the one we're looking for. Great answer. Keep guessing. 870-205-0600. You text us. What do you think the answer is? You're buying makeup, and it's inspired by this cereal brand. Brian, he texted in. He got a little bit darker on us. Yeah, some, some different tones going on here. Raisin brand over at Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle. Brian, you got any Raisin Bran up there on the refrigerator? You got some milk? Yeah. You got to put some sugar on the Raisin Bran, don't we? Not it. 870-205-0600. Let's get a few more answers in. Got a minute left. Are you ready for the answer this morning? The trivia answer, it was, if you were buying a makeup that was inspired by a particular cereal brand, what makeup would it be? How about Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles? Yep, Fruity Pebbles for your bright colors, bright tones. Cocoa Pebbles for those darker tones. Yep, that's good, isn't it? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Prayer request comes in. Brian says... Prayers that God finishes touching lives. I saw him working on a few people in church yesterday. Amen, amen, amen. Here's Baylor Wilson. I told you about Baylor Wilson last week. She's been in the country music scene and God worked in her heart and life saved her. She was at an auto, what would you call that, an auto mechanic, auto body shop? And they were meeting for worship. And, and she saw people worshiping God. And where she'd been raised up in church her whole life. And she departed from the faith. And then she went to this 
auto shop on a, a, a weeknight service, I guess, and, and God moved in her heart, saved her. I think she's 26 years old. She's been a star on the reality show Survivor. Oh, she's had a lot of awesome things happen in her life, but the most awesome thing was Jesus Christ. Listen to this song. I'm going to restart it for you here. Joy comes in the morning. I love this girl's testimony. I told Katie the other day, I said, man, can you imagine how God's going to use her? Listen to this. Didn't you enjoy that? That's Baylor Wilson is her name. B-A-Y-L-O-R. Baylor Wilson. Check her out. Purchase a few, some of her songs. I know it would be a help to her. Romans chapter 3, our daily Bible reading today. Romans chapter 3, last Thursday. We went through Romans 
1 Friday, Romans 2. Today we'll do Romans 3, and uh, I think we'll go through about the 8th chapter this week. But today, Romans chapter number 3. Hope you've got your copy of the Word of God, your digital copy, maybe your hard copy. And uh, after our daily Bible reading, coming up at 8 o'clock, Dr. Adrian Rogers, Love Worth Finding. Romans 3. What advantage then hath the Jew, or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid, yea. Let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. But if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous, who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid. For then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner, and not rather, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come? whose damnation is just. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay. But by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. 
Our good news today, Romans 3, that's our daily Bible reading, and our good news verse, Romans 3, 23 and 24. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And Paul was just contrasting there at the end of the chapter. You notice that he says it's not by circumcision, it's not by the keeping of the works of the law, but it is by grace through faith, not of ourselves, freely by the grace and redemption of Jesus. Our weather forecast is going to be another hot and dry day with temperatures expected to be in the low to mid-90s. High humidity today with a heat advisory in effect. Lows tonight in the mid to low 70s. That's your weather forecast for the Eastern Arkansas Delta. You're listening to the Community Prayer Time Network, where together we still believe that God answers prayer. Let's check in with Kurt Cameron with Preborn. Hi, this is Kurt Cameron, and I am honored to be partnering with the Ministry of Preborn to help moms choose life. Actor Kirk Cameron supports Preborn. My four oldest children were adopted. That is because of caring and compassionate people who help those young mothers choose life. My wife is an adopted child, and her birth mother chose life for her. If it weren't for those caring individuals that help those young moms value the sacredness of life, I wouldn't have my wife, I wouldn't have my four adopted children, and the two natural-born children that we have wouldn't exist either. My whole family is here because of people that are involved with ministries like Preborn. Help moms choose life with Preborn. Your gift of $28 provides an abortion-minded mother a potentially life-saving ultrasound. $140 could save five babies. You can give now at 855-BABY. That's 855-601-2229 or visit preborn.com. From the files of Unshackle, Pacific Garden Mission presents Free Indeed. I had taken my pregnant wife for a ride in my dump truck when both gasoline tanks caught fire and we barely escaped the explosion. That wasn't the first time I had a brush with death. As a child, rheumatic fever struck me. Then at 14, I had a blood clot in my leg and death terrified me. My family always went to church, so I thought I was a Christian until someone asked me where would I go if I died. I cried out to God to save me, and he did. Soon, I knew God was calling me to serve him, but I resisted and went into construction after high school graduation. I taught youth at church and thought that was enough. I married Annette when I was 20, and our first son was born three years later. Still, I evaded God's call. Then our son nearly died with double pneumonia, and I surrendered to God and went to Bible college. While in school, I worked in construction and in a carpet mill. My boss and I often went to a Civil War memorial to pray for others. God was preparing me for ministry. God was always faithful to answer our prayers. In Florida, God called me to start a ministry to troubled boys, a ministry of faith. We never asked for money, but God provided our needs, from the gift of 31 acres of land to the road grader that cleared the jungle so we could build. When the Lord calls, be obedient. I'm Jim Hinkle. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. If you would like to be free from the weight of sin by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, call 1-888-NEED-HIM right now. Free Indeed is a production of Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 0607. Email unshackled at pgm.org. 
What is the key to day-to-day communion with the Lord? Listen to Adrian Rogers. How would you like to have sweet communion with the Lord? I mean for the Lord not to be somebody that you read about or hear about, but for the Lord Jesus Christ to be in your life a bright, burning, loving reality. To have assurance, to have confidence, to have communion with the Lord day by day. Would you like that? Well, there's a key to all of that, and that's what we're going to talk about today, and that key is love. Welcome to Love Worth Finding, featuring timeless truth found in the messages of pastor, teacher, and author Adrian Rogers. As we just heard, the key to assurance and fellowship with God is love. Children of God ought to be filled with love. It's our greatest virtue and commandment. It's also our greatest testimony. Will we be known by our love above all other things? And it is our greatest motivation. If we love Jesus, we will keep His commandments, showing His love to others. If you have your Bible, turn now to 1 John chapter 3. We'll begin in verse 11 as Adrian Rogers explains more about the legacy of love. Turn to 1 John chapter 3. Look up here and let me ask you a question. How would you like to have sweet assurance to say, I know that I know that I know that I'm heaven-born and heaven-bound? Furthermore, how would you like to have great, great boldness in your faith to be able to pray, to come to God and pray with such confidence that you absolutely know that your prayer will be answered? And let me ask you another question. How would you like to have sweet communion with the Lord? I mean for the Lord not to be somebody that you read about or hear about, but for the Lord Jesus Christ to be in your life a bright, burning, loving, gracious reality. To have assurance, to have confidence, to have communion with the Lord day by day. Would you like that? Well. There's a key to all of that, and that's what we're going to talk about today, and that key is love. Now listen, love today is, well, it's it's sort of a a word that uh, we pass by. It's kind of shop-worn. But I want you to learn from the Word of God today the legacy of love. And when you see it, you're going to realize what I said a few moments ago, (laughs) that even if we were utterly selfish, utterly selfish, we would want to love. Of course, we can't be selfish and love, so that's really a a contradiction. But look in God's Word, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Beginning here, 1 John chapter 3, verse 11, For this is the message that you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. Wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. And whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, 
and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God, and whatsoever we ask we receive of him, because we keep his commandments, and do those things which are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. There are four levels of life. Let's start at the lowest level of life, and that is murder. Look, if you will, in verse 11 again. And this is the message that we've heard of him from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. Adam had two sons. Cain slew Abel. By the way, the first murder was over religion. That's what the Bible says here. It was over religion. Cain hated Abel's religion, and Abel was a martyr for the faith. False religion is almost always murderous. It comes from the devil. Jesus said in John chapter 8 and verse 44 that Satan is a murderer. Jesus said he's a thief that comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. Who is manipulating the street gangs? Who is enticing sometimes well-fed and well-paid doctors to snuff out life in the womb? Satan. That's the lowest level of life. That's of the devil. That's murder. All right, now let's move on to the next level. Not much higher. Look, if you will, now in uh, verses 13 and 14. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that uh, loveth not his brother abideth in death, and whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. Now, the next level, not murder, but hatred. You say, well, I, I've never killed anybody. But John says, if you have hate in your heart, God wrote it down in his ledger as murder. Jesus said, if you're angry with your brother, uh, you have hatred in your heart. If your heart is headquarters for hate, you're on a mighty low level of life. Now, you might not have pulled the trigger, but in God's sight, God might see you as a murderer. He that hateth his brother is a murderer. I remember hearing about a woman who went to the doctor. She'd been bitten by a rabid animal, and the doctor came back and said, yes, you do. You have a rabies. And she got out a pen and a piece of paper and began to write. He said, uh, what are you doing, making out your will? She said, no, I'm making a list of people I'm going to bite. <laughs> there are people just like that, filled with hatred. God writes it down as murder. That's another level of life. 
But then there's another level, a little higher, but not a whole lot better. And that's not murder or hatred, but it is indifference. Look in verse 17. But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother hath need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Now there are many who say, well, I'm I'm not a murderer, and I don't hate people. I just, uh, I just go my way. I do my thing, and I, I let them do their thing, and you're indifferent. And that, too, my friend, is not of God. Jesus gave a whole parable, the parable of the Good Samaritan, about those who passed the man by who had been beaten and bruised and bloodied and left for dead. The world is full of the beater-uppers and the passer-uppers, and thank God there are some picker-uppers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, those are three levels of life, and I want to deal with the fourth level. That's the level of the child of God, those who are saved, and that is the level of love. Not murder, not hatred, not indifference, but love. Now, before we get into our text, I just want to take just a little moment and tell you of the great, great immeasurable value of love. I looked up some scriptures. I want to share them with you. Get a pen and a piece of paper and just jot these scriptures down. Let me tell you why love is so very, very important. Number one, it is absolutely the greatest virtue. Just write down 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. And our Lord here is comparing all of the other virtues with love. For example, He says in verse 2, If I have faith so that I can remove mountains, and have not love, I am nothing. What Paul is saying is, what good is it if you can get rid of mountains and you can't get rid of malice? I, love is greater than faith, greater than mountain-moving faith. He says, if I have the gift of prophecy and, and understand all mysteries and have not love, I, <laughs> I'm just like that gong on the gong show. I'm like sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. It is the greatest virtue. Love is the greatest virtue. Love is the greatest commandment. One time they asked the Lord Jesus, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? Put this scripture down. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. Jesus saith unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Now watch this. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. <laughs> what he says, you can take the Ten Commandments, you can take the, uh, the Pentateuch, you can take Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, you can take it all and just write down this, love God with all of your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's the sine qua non, that's it. That is the whole thing summed up. Love is the greatest virtue. Love is the greatest commandment. And by the way, if love is the greatest commandment, what is the greatest sin? Not to love. Because you've broken the greatest commandment. Not to love God, not to love your brother. Listen, love is the greatest testimony. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 13, By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you love one another. You don't have to have a lapel pin. You don't have to have a bumper sticker. A man out in California, true story. He was one of these guys, always on time, one of these guys does everything just right, businessman. Woke up in the morning, 
He always liked to get on the freeway in California early so he would not be late. Waked up, went out to try to start his car. The battery was dead. He asked his wife, can I take your car? She said, yes. By this time, he'd missed the wind of opportunity, and that freeway <laughs> had become the world's longest parking lot, and he's inching along. And then it comes to a dead stop, and the man behind him toots the horn. Now, the guy's already late. He's already irritated, and the man behind him blows the horn. He just sits there and steams a little. And after a while, the man behind him blows the horn again. True story. This executive, who was a member of a fine church in California, got so irritated, he, he just gritted his teeth. He said, I don't know why that guy is blowing his horn at me. Doesn't he see I cannot move? <laughs> then the man tapped the horn the third time. This man, so angry, this executive, normally well-controlled, threw open the car door, went back to that man, tapped on the window. The man lowered the window. He put his finger in that man's face and said, listen, you, I don't want you to blow your horn at me one more time. I cannot move my car. And he said some other things that weren't very nice to him. And the man behind him said, sir, what is wrong with you? What do you mean, what's wrong with me? He said, what's wrong with you? He said, no, what, what's wrong with you, sir? He said, doesn't that bumper sticker mean what it says, honk, if you love Jesus? Oh, he said, oh, he said, I do love Jesus. I am so sorry. We need to take the saint off the dashboard and put him behind the steering wheel. Isn't that right? You see, love, love is the greatest virtue. Love is the greatest commandment. Love is the greatest testimony. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. It is the greatest motivation. You know what the Apostle Paul said? The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians, the love of Christ constraineth us. That's what keeps me going. It's the love of Jesus. It really is. You, do you know to be a soul winner is not even loving souls? Jesus said to Peter, lovest thou me, feed my sheep. Not do you love sheep or do you love to feed them? <laughs> but love, love is the greatest motivation. It's the greatest thing in the world. And friend, now we're going to come back to our text. All that was for free. That's not even in the text. All right. That's just to get you ready. I want to say that love is also the greatest investment you'll ever make. The greatest investment you will ever make. And what John is giving us here are three things that we gain, three things that we receive, three benefits and blisses from love. When we learn to love, what is the legacy of love? Here they are. The first one is a good conscience. The second one is a great confidence. And the third is a gracious communion. That's the legacy of love. Now, first of all, let's look if we can and see how we have a good conscience when we love. Now, notice in verse 19, and hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. What causes your heart to condemn you? Lack of love. When you have malice in your heart, when you have hatred in your heart, you have a condemning heart. God has wired you that way. If you're saved, if you're born again, you cannot fail to love and have good conscience. Now, we're talking about the word conscience. When you say, I don't see the word conscience there. Well, in the Bible, the word conscience and the word heart are often used interchangeably. When he says, if our heart condemn us not, he's saying, if our conscience 
does not condemn us. Now, when you have love in your heart, you're going to find a wonderful thing that your conscience is going to be clear. Now, your conscience is not an enemy. Your conscience is a friend, is something unique put in you that God did not put into animals. Have you ever thought about it? Animals can't blush and animals can't laugh. Man has a conscience. Now, that conscience, the little boy said, uh, when he asked, was asked what conscience is, he says, that's the part of us that feels bad when everything else feels good. But that's not really true. It's more than that. That may be the world's frivolous definition of a conscience. But that conscience is that part of you that God has put in you. It is an ability to contemplate our actions and to make moral judgments. And the Bible teaches that all of us should have a good conscience. Put these scriptures down. 1 Timothy 1.19, holding faith and a good conscience. Put this one down. Acts chapter 24 and verse 16, Paul said, now this is the Apostle Paul, he talks about his ambition. He said, and herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. Bill Gothard said that conscience, a good conscience is this, that inner freedom of spirit and assurance from knowing that you have a transparency toward everyone that no one is able to point a finger at you and accuse you of wrongs toward him that you've never made right. Now you can just take that definition by Bill Gothard and write the word love. There is absolutely no way that you can have a good conscience without love. When you love, you'll make it right. And when you make it right, you have that transparency. When you love, I mean truly love, when you've made it right, you're going to have that sweet assurance. So here's the first legacy of love, and these are going to build one upon another. The first legacy of love is a good conscience. Here's the second legacy of love. Not only a good conscience, but a great confidence. Now notice how one folds into another. Look in verse 19, and hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. Confidence, boldness. First of all, my heart doesn't condemn me. And all of this is in the context of love. My heart doesn't condemn me. And when my heart doesn't condemn me, then I have confidence toward God. Boldness in the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you say, what good is this confidence? <laughs> this confidence, dear friend, that you have with God, this confident heart that comes out of a, a, a clean conscience is what helps you to pray and get your prayers answered. Look again at this passage of Scripture. Now watch this. If our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God and, it's all linked together, verse 22, and whatsoever we ask we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things which are pleasing in His sight. Now what commandments is He talking about? Well, just go down to verse 23, the last part, that we should believe on the name of His Son Jesus Christ and love one another as He gave us commandment. That's what He's talking about. How do you get your prayers answered? Have a good conscience. Well, what does that do? It gives you a great confidence. And you can come to God and ask in His name and get your prayer answered. 
Answered prayer is not for rebels. Answered prayer is not for those whose hearts are filled with hate. It is not, it is not, it is not. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That's a prayer promise that we don't like to quote, but that's one of the promises. That's a prayer promise. Let me illustrate this. Have you ever read over there in uh, 1 Peter chapter 3? Peter is telling husbands and wives how to dwell together as heirs of the grace of life. And I like that phrase, the grace of life. That's kind of like the cherry on top, the grace of life, a happy marriage. Husbands and wives dwell together as heirs of the grace of life. And he says that your prayers to God be not hindered. Now, let me give you a real example of this. You and your wife are having one of those little discussions that can be heard about three blocks away. And you get into it. Hey, look, sometimes Christians can do this. True? I mean, they get their eyes off the Lord and they get into one of these things. And they're at one another's throat. And whatever else they're doing, they are not dwelling together as heirs of the grace of life. And then mother goes in to check the baby and she comes out and she's got a frightened look on her face. And it's obvious that the baby is very sick. And you're both believers. And you know that you need to pray. You feel so silly right now. You say, we better pray. All right. You can't pray. You feel like fools praying in that atmosphere, that hostility, that venom. Do you know what you do? You say, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. I was a fool. Darling, forgive me. She says, well, it was my fault too. And you hug, and kiss, make up. The conscience is clear, the assurance is back, and you can pray. Isn't that right? But you cannot pray with a condemning heart. I mean, if you don't have a good conscience, you cannot have a great confidence. And if you don't have a great confidence, you can't get your prayers answered. It's just that plain. That's what John is talking about. It's very practical. Love. Love gives a good conscience. And when love gives a good conscience, love gives a great confidence. And what a powerful truth to end today's program. Love gives great confidence. We'll hear part two of this lesson coming up tomorrow. You know, at Love Worth Finding, we love hearing how the ministry and messages of Pastor Rogers have inspired you in your faith journey. If you can, go to our website and submit your own testimony or read others who have shared their stories with us. We often select stories to be shared throughout our Love Worth Finding community, and we always will protect your privacy. We can't wait to hear from you. Go to lwf.org slash story today. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of this lesson in its entirety, call us at 1-877-LOVE-GOD and mention the title, The Legacy of Love. This message is also part of the insightful series, Sweetest Fellowship This Side of Heaven. For that complete collection, all 11 powerful messages, call 877-LOVE-GOD or go online to lwf.org radio. Or you can write us at Love Worth Finding. Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. 
Thanks for studying in God's Word with us today. Remember, if you'd like to start receiving daily devotions and links to the program, sign up for our daily heartbeat emails at lwf.org radio. And tune in tomorrow for the conclusion of the legacy of love right here on Love Worth Finding. Recently, we heard from a listener in Texas who said this, In 2012, while surfing through radio stations, I heard Pastor Rogers speaking. Through his message, I felt God reached down into the muck and mire, pulled me out, set me on solid ground, and by his grace, Adrian Rogers taught me things I'd never heard before. We are so grateful to hear such wonderful news about the powerful truth of the gospel found in the messages of Adrian Rogers. Thank you for your stories, your prayers. Thank you for your support. And to say thank you for your donation this month, we'd love to send you the God's Word Booklet Collection. It features five insightful booklets covering a range of practical topics such as your quiet time, Bible study, and prayer. This bundle is a perfect tool for those who want to nurture their growing faith. Request the God's Word Booklet Collection when you call with a gift at 1-877-LOVE-GOD. Thank you again to LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate located in Perry, Florida, a partner of the Community Prayer Time Network. Visit their website online at gulfbreezerealestate.net. Stop by their office today at 117 West Main Street or call them by phone at 850-584-5101. Thank you, Gulf Breeze Real Estate, for supporting the Community Prayer Time Network. Here's... Gaither Vocal Band, The Way.
I walk through the valley of the shadow of death Your perfect love is casting out fear And even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life I won't turn back, I know you are near And I will
Nature Coast Media is a ministry partner of the Community Prayer Time Network. Their services include web design, logo design, content creation, presentations, voiceovers, and so much more. Aaron and his team also provide the web services for the Community Prayer Time Network. You can visit their website and chat with Aaron today and let them know that you appreciate them being a ministry partner. Their website, naturecoastmedia.com. Again, naturecoastmedia.com. Hi, this is Pastor Greg Mott with your Difference Maker Moment. Does the thought of an almighty creator God frighten you? Many of us think that God is an angry punisher and that if we commit some mistake, he's going to let us have it right then and there. It's true that the scripture tells us to show fear and reverence for our God in heaven. But what does this mean? Does this mean to be afraid of him? See, the word used in the original biblical text for fear means a reverential awe. Proverbs 8 says to fear the Lord is to hate evil. It also says to fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It protects us from our own sin, from our own selves and selfishness. It helps us avoid evil. It encourages us to seek wise counsel, to be discerning. So it's not about being afraid of God but it is to have a reverential awe and appropriate fear of God. If we're God-fearing people, then we're going to learn to trust Him deeper and greater and better than we've ever known before. For more about Pastor Greg Mott and how to be a difference maker, visit BeADifferenceMaker.org. This is Pastor Greg Mott with your Difference Maker moment. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. I want 
City of God, the Hoppers, Jerusalem. You're listening to the Community Prayer Time Network, where together we still believe that God answers prayer. Happy Monday.